Hey friends, this is Alexander Hitchens, composer, producer, songwriter, and you are with me here on the amazing Father Dream podcast with Robert Miller. Everyone has a dream. Robert Miller is a musician who had a dream to become a rock star. He followed his dream and he succeeded. If you're ready to pursue and succeed at your dream, then listen up and get inspired and motivated to take action today. Welcome to the Follow Your Dream podcast. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Follow Your Dream podcast with listeners in 200 countries. I'm Robert Miller, your host. My guest today is known professionally as Eclipse Darkness. He's carved out a name for himself in production music, hip-hop, rap, big bass, and big drums. Powerful stuff. He's got over 300 works and over 9,000 placements. And in the middle of this episode, as I do with all my musician guests, Eclipse and I are going to do what I call a song fest. We're going to play a little bit of a handful of his best works, and you'll get the backstories, and nobody else does this in podcasts. And you also know that I like to feature a song of mine in every episode, underneath the introduction and at the end, and I always try to make it relevant, somehow. And in this instance, my featured song is called It's the Beat, from the album The Queen's Carnival by my band Project Grand Slam. My music and Eclipse's music may be worlds apart, but I thought that this track probably gets us into the same solar system, at least. You decide for yourself. So Eclipse Darkness, welcome to the Follow Your Dream podcast, baby. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Such a pleasure being here today. All right. So you got to tell me, what exactly is production music? And how did you get the name Eclipse Darkness? Yeah, yeah, man. So <laughs> first, I'll tell you how I got the name. Um, it all started back in my middle school, high school days, just doing music so much around the halls and throughout the, the school. Everyone would, you know, hear me rap and perform. I started doing a lot of showcases and talent shows, and I would win a lot of those shows. So people would tell me, oh, man, you're always overshadowing everybody else you're it's like you're eclipsing everybody else when you do a show or a performance and it kind of had a ring to it and I was like I like that eclipse I think I'm gonna go with that name and just kind of stuck with it and later on down the years I added on darkness just for SEO purposes so that it would be easy to find me on the internet <laughs> I see well you know but I don't really feel like a darkness in what you do OK, you know, yeah. I'm not I'm not looking at it from a color standpoint. I'm just saying. Right, right. You got, you got a bouncy way of doing stuff. So I don't know. Yeah. I like the eclipse part that much. I do like I have to tell you. Yes. Yes. So so, you know, everyone calls me eclipse, but there was so much, uh, you know, information out there in regards to the eclipse car and, and gum and things at the time that I was getting lost in all of that, you know, search engine uh, optimization. You needed another word. That's the bottom line. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, let me just add that. And then, you know, that kind of creates the, the the curiosity for people too. like, oh, let me listen to this and see and hear. And then they say the same thing like you. Oh, I don't really get darkness, but I like Eclipse. All right. Well, let's do a little contest here for the listeners out there. I got listeners in 200 countries. Everybody, when you listen to Eclipse and his music, 
You let me know if you like the name darkness or whether we should put something else in there. I don't know. Lightness, yeah. bigness, boldness, eclipse. Boldness. I would love to hear I that. I like that one. <laughs> yeah, eclipse boldness. Yes, sir. All right. So tell me about production music. What's that all about? Yeah. So with production music, um, I really got involved in production music about five years ago. And I was brought into a project for an album that was created for TV and film. So once I got exposed to that, um, it, it just, it was a whole new world for me. I fell in love. Uh, I was already in love with music, but I, I fell in love with the idea of creating music and composing music for TV, film, games specifically, right? So um, that's what, you know, production music is. And it led to me creating, oh, I like that music and just pretty much focusing on creating music for TV and film for the remainder of my career. All right. Did you have formal training in music or not? A little bit, more so in theater. I, I studied music and theater in elementary school, middle school, and high school, graduating from Booger T Performing and Visual Arts. And theater was more so my focus. But then after school, I picked the music back up and, and uh, decided to pursue that full time. All right. So when you were growing up, what was the music that you listened to most? Oh, man. Um, I listened to, of course, a lot of hip hop, a lot of R&B, a lot of old school uh, classic like soul jams. Um, I remember my mom always playing music around the house when she would either be cooking or, or cleaning up. There was always some sort of music and jams uh, going on. And plus, she would sing uh, at church, her, my grandmother. So a lot of uh, gospel you know, uh, soulful church music as well. But, you know, for me uh, specifically, I love to listen to a lot of hip hop and, and rap and, and R&B. All right. So I got to ask now your mother, you know, obviously she's older than you. Did she get into the whole hip hop and rap thing or was she more of like a soul kind of person? Yeah, she's more more so a soul kind of person. You know, I brought her a little bit into the hip hop. You know, she'd only listen to my my hip hop and no one else. But um, yeah, she she's definitely a, a soul person, R and B classics uh, type of girl. All right, I got to get your mother on the podcast because you know that's the kind of music I grew up on. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. She would love to. She would love to. Yeah, she uh, went to school for opera, and uh, so she sings opera. So I'm looking to, looking forward to getting her on some projects um, for sync as well. You know, just keeping really? it in the family. So she did opera. Did she do that professionally? She went to school for it, but she didn't do it. She didn't pursue it professionally. Um, and she's had a few performances um, here in Dallas, Texas, that I've attended. Fantastic. All right, so. Um... Tell me about your favorite assignments in the production world. What did you like the best? Yeah, so I've done a lot. I've done a lot. Um, I would have to say my top two or three in this order would be trailerized hip-hop, number one. Wait a minute. Stop there. Trailerized hip-hop. Okay. Define that, please. Yeah, so it, it's sort it's, it's sort of um, something new that I stumbled upon. And uh, I can't find a lot of it. And so that's um, that's something that I kind of want to put a stamp on and brand myself and be the go to person when uh, supervisors and directors are looking for that that sort of music. But basically taking some some hip hop music, um, urban modern hip hop uh, records and trailerizing it 
by including some impacts risers and that big epic cinematic sound to the record, but still leaving that hip hop rap presence uh, throughout it. So um, that's pretty much, you know, what what, what the trailerized hip hop uh, sounds like. Okay. And you're talking about a trailer for a movie or for a TV show. Is that the idea? Yes, that's correct. Or possibly used for video games as well. When you think like a uh, Halo, Call of Duty, um, Fortnite, etc. Is that a big part of production now, the whole games situation? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm seeing a, 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 an increase in demand for um, music and works for um, gaming in general. I think it's always been there, but now the relationship has grown grown stronger and gaming companies like Rockstar, you name it, they're, they're, they're looking more towards getting in front of the consumer in more creative ways. And when you bring together music and video gaming and the marketing promo pieces and content, um, it gets the, the, the consumer and, and viewer excited. And they may love a game just based on a trailer that they saw and the music that they heard, it, it caught their attention. And now, you know, they, they got a new, new, new buyer. You know, for somebody like me that really did not grow up with gaming, I really, I, I don't know gaming, but it's such an immense area. I mean, I've read some statistics about gaming, the number of people around the world that do this. So the whole music angle must be enormous as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm working on a project now. I can't say too much about it, but it's for a huge gaming company in uh, Korea and um, we're, we're working on that big project for for one of their new games. So um, it's definitely huge because they're already talking about possibly, you know, flying us out to Korea for some of the events and just being the face, you know, of the um, the, the, the sound uh, track for the game, you know. Um, so, yeah, it, it's definitely something um, major. <laughs> All right. If you're doing something in Korea. Is it in English? Is it in Korean? Is there a universal kind of language that goes along with this? Tell me how that works. Yeah, so it's going it's going to be in English for sure. And uh, of course, on their end, there may be some sort of translations. Um, but for the most part, I think they're going to run with the, you know, the English version. But I mean, we'll, we'll see, you know, um, what happens. There's a company, uh, a sub-publisher that we're about to partner and work with in Korea and, you know, just looking at some of their uh, placements and some of the works um, that they've gotten on on their shows and, and movies is, is in English. So um, they still use the English version, even though it's, you know, in Korea. You know, what's amazing, I, we've talked about this on the podcast in other aspects, but culture, American culture has traveled all around the world. It really started has. out maybe in the film industry. It went into television. Now you're talking about gaming, music, of course. That's probably the one export from the United States that has traveled everywhere. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yep, you're absolutely right about that. It is a one world situation, huh? Yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah, trailerized hip hop, sports hip hop. And just pop music in general, you know, are just like uh, my top three, some of my favorite, you know, works and projects to, to work on when it comes to production music. Hi, everybody. This is Robert Miller, your host. You know, one of the many benefits to me of doing this podcast is being able to collaborate musically with some of my guests. 
who are among the best musicians in the world. My first collaboration was with the great Jim Peterick of the Ides of March and formerly with Survivor. Jim and I collaborated on The Fall of Winter, a song about a blue-collar worker who dreams of a better life. Also contributing was Elliot Randall, the renowned guitarist. John Helliwell was the amazing saxophonist in Supertramp, one of the greatest bands of the rock era. John collaborated with me on my 2023 album, Bobby M and the Paisley Parade, and he's featured on several tracks. One of them is This Time. Tony Carey is a singer-songwriter and keyboard genius who played with Richie Blackmore's Rainbow. Tony has collaborated with me on several recordings, including his exquisite organ playing on All of the Time. And I'm finishing up a new collaboration right now with trumpeter Randy Brecker, formerly with Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Collaborations like these make the podcast very special indeed. As always, thank you for listening and keep on rocking. Let's let everybody hear a little bit of what you do. Let's go into that Songfest portion of this interview. So the first thing that I'm playing right now, you gave me a few things. This one was called Set It Off. Set it off, set it off. Then we got the whole stadium jumping. Drum line, come up with the heat, heat, bump it. Who's back? They don't even want to say that. Leave it all on the field, we don't play that. Whole squad yelling out, hold my life there. Hold my life there. Then we like styling. Y'all too mad, y'all wildin'. We still smiling. Stepping off fly, no stylist. Y'all showing up with no talent. How they working out? <laughs> yeah. What we doing? You ain't got an answer because I already know. Yeah, we know. Everybody guess who came to see your show. Give me a minute while I let it breathe. Tell me about this one. Oh, yeah. Okay. So uh, set it off. Um, it's pretty much one of those records that's uh, high energy, braggadocious, very bold and aggressive in its approach. Um, and I would say also inspirational when it comes to how you set the tone. So when you think of Eclipse Darkness, when you think of our team, our music, our production, you know that we're definitely going to set things off in the right direction. All right, for something like this, how is it used? Is it in a trailer? Is it part of a game? Do you just put it out there and, and you know somebody else will decide where and how to use it? Tell me how that works. Yeah, so with a, a record like that, we typically pitch to our clients who are heavy into sports and highlights, um, also reality TV as well. So you'll hear a lot of like the drum line, you know, uh, sound within that within that song and you'll pretty much get why okay i see how this will work for some sports highlights or um, a theme song intro transitions in reality tv i got it okay next one this one is called watch me work i'm on the scene making it green but number one the i'll be like tic tac toe that's three in a row no lie no lie i'll be like knick knack pedal whack give a brother piece of the pie piece of the pie i'm in the mood i'm in the mood i never lose i never lose so i gotta brag about it 
Bust me what? Bust me what? Don't say nothing. Talk too much. Bust me what? Bust me what? Don't say nothing. Talk too much. Tell me about this one. Yeah, so watch me work. That's one of one of my favorite trailerized hip hop songs. The original song was called uh, Braggadocious. So um, it's a, an original version hip hop record, and we took that record and we trailerized it and gave it its own identity and title. Um, so that record there is definitely perfect for gaming, for big trailerized movies. When you think Fast and Furious or if you think Transformers and you hear a big production mixed with some hip hop um, at the at the beginning of the, the movie or just the trailer in general, that that record there is 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 perfect for that that sort of visual. All right. Explain this to me. You say you're talking about trailerized music. Does that mean that the music is only used in the trailer or is it used in the production itself? It can also be used in the production itself, but we specifically made it for trailers, but you can feel free to use it throughout the production um, or anywhere else, anywhere else you see you see fit. But once you hear it, you'll know, okay, I can definitely put this in place of a trailer uh, piece of content and let this lead, you know, uh, the rollout of the uh, the movie or show. All right, I got it. All right, let's go to the next one. This is called Write a Note. What is you saying? What is you saying? Better quit playing. Better quit playing. Write him a note. I am the goat. I be the man. I be the man. What is you saying? What is you saying? Tell him stop playing. Tell him stop playing. Write him a note. Just a reminder. I be the man. What is you saying? What is you saying? Tell him stop playing with me. Stop playing with me. What is you saying? Tell him stop playing with me. Playing with me. What is you saying? Hold up, hold up. Tell him stop playing with me. Stop playing with me. Write him a note. Say no more. Better quit playing with me. Tell us about this. Yeah, so that song, I did that for Red Bull. Um, so we're, we're actually a supplier for Sounds of Red Bull. They reached out and uh, they wanted us to do an album, a hip hop album that was late 90s, early 2000s, nice, you know, classic hip hop feel. And um, that record seemed to fit. So we put that on the album and it's basically a hip hop record um, about writing to um, everyone who didn't believe back then and you know why they should have believed and, and hopped on board and so that record is definitely uh, perfect for reality drama tv uh transitions when it comes to different scenes throughout films now all the stuff that we've played so far is this stuff that you've written yes absolutely yeah i've written okay. all of it and are you playing on this as well or do you have other musicians playing on them tell me how that works yeah, so I collab with other uh, composers on each of those records, and um, I wrote them and performed them vocally. So that's pretty much how I collab with a lot of my team. I mainly just have composers cook up the track, and I give them feedback on how I want it to, you know, sound or any edits, um, drops or instrumentation. And then, yeah, I do the rest with writing and, and recording the vocals, and then we we publish it. I got it. Now, do you own this stuff or is it owned by the production house? Yeah. So some of it I own and then some of it is owned by, depending on the client who comes to me and asks for uh, a piece of work. So the write a note that is now owned by uh, Red Bull, we sold that to them. 
and we work and set it off its owned by us. We still have ownership of those those uh, works. The Red Bull comes around. They buy rights to this, which means that they can use it not only in the one production, but in other productions as well. That's correct. Yes, sir. All right. You know, it's just like any other song. You you give away, the, you know, you sell the rights. They can do it what they want. All right. Let's go to the last one. This is Now You See Me, Now You Don't. New money, big money, mm. conversations, no thank you. I don't need no accommodations. Now you see me. Now you don't want to talk. Mm. But I bet you won't. Come on like that. that so what we doing? Nick, knack, panorack, give it a go. Maybe not. I don't do handouts. Hold up. Don't be coming with your hand out. Come with the table. Maybe then you can stand out. Hold up. Let me calm down. Calm down. Let me take it easy on. Easy on. Take it easy on. Nah, no, forget that. Too easy for How done came a long way. How done worked too hard. For the beginning, nobody really believed. Tell us about this one. Woo, man, I love that record. Um, that record is one of my favorite. I teamed up with my guy, Luminous P. He's out of uh, the UK, out of London. And he's a very, very talented composer. The guy is phenomenal. You know, he's worked on several different projects with me. So yeah, now you see me, now you don't. Um, man, that that record is, you know, it's like before you blow up, before you get your 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 big deal, right? <laughs> so it's like before, yeah, you were a local, people could, you know, um, be in, in contact with you and could reach you. And then once you get to a certain level, it's like, hey, you're hard to reach, right? Because you're on a different level, you're doing great, you know, grand things. So it's like, hey, now you see me, now you don't. And that's because I'm working and doing great things. Uh, never turn your back on your old friends, though. Remember that, okay? Oh, of course not. Yes, sir. Always. <laughs> always keep them around. <laughs> keep them around is right. Okay, so where do you see the whole hip-hop thing going? What's your prognostication on this? Yeah, right now there's a big shift. I see a uh, a shift in a lot of the hip-hop music um, commercially. Um, when it comes to the topics and discussions and things that uh, we talk about in hip hop, I'm seeing more people um, getting tired of the old, um, you know, uh, mumble rap or gibberish, you would say, and leaning more so towards getting back into that conscious phase, right? So people are getting tired of the, the bubblegum rap, and we're wanting to hear more of a story, something heartfelt, more authentic, something that shows that the the, the creative is being more responsible and holding themselves more accountable for the message that they're putting out in their hip hop music. Uh-huh. Tell me what the bubblegum rap means to you. Oh, okay. <laughs> so to me, you know, just stuff that's not really uh, uh, relevant or have a, a deep, you know, meaning um, that doesn't have depth, you know, something that you just throw out there and hoping it sticks and doesn't really have substance. So for me, that's what I call, you know, bubblegum rap. Well, you know, when I write my music, which is, again, a whole different world apart from what we're talking about here, mm -hmm. I love the idea of, of message songs. Yes. And I write message songs because I think that artists have an obligation, actually, to speak out on the issues of the day. There was a time when I was growing up where music had a lot of that. And then it kind of faded. And it's interesting because some of the guys on the podcast have said to me, well, we don't want to put out a message song because we're going to get half of our audience will be, will, won't like the message. I said, well, you know, but you got to lead, in my opinion, if you're a real artist. You don't worry about what the reaction is. You tell the truth. 
And it's interesting now that you're talking about hip hop going in that direction. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I think everything comes back full circle. So that time that you're talking about, I think that's approaching, you know, sooner than later. Of course, with anything, it takes some time. Um, but what I'm seeing now in, in today's climate is uh, everyone's getting sick of it. So, you know, we're going to start doing something about it. Right. And um, yeah, you're absolutely right. As creatives, we should be obligated to tell the truth and be leaders and make sure we're delivering a message, you know, when we put out our, our creative works. All right. Well, we're going to be looking for you to deliver that message. And uh, as I said before, eclipse darkness. We're going to see whether darkness works here. For everybody out in that audience, let me know whether you think Eclipse Darkness is the right name or should we give him a different second name here? I want to thank you so much for being on this podcast. We have been speaking here with Eclipse Darkness. Thanks so much. Thank you so much, Robert. All right. We're going to listen now to that song that started off the podcast. It's my song called It's the Beat. I want to thank you all for listening and we will see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Follow Your Dream podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast so you don't miss another inspiring episode. You can connect with Robert at robert at followyourdreampodcast.com. And you can hear more from his band at projectgrandslam.com.
Thank you.